The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The auction industry can be an exciting and fast-paced way that Americans and the world can convert desired items into cash. But if you don't know how it all works, it can become quite confusing. Welcome to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. In this program, you will learn how merchandisers, attorneys, estate executors, retail outlets, and the general public are using the auction system to their benefit. And you'll find out how it all works. Now, here is Ed Spencer with co-host Luke Spencer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the auction here this evening. Uh, we're glad, glad to have you on board, and uh, we think we've got an interesting show for you. Uh, in the last shows here, in the, yeah, we've we've hit on a lot of different auction topics from uh, uh, from auction for cars and firearms and and uh, livestock auctions and things, and we've hit some a little bit on on land auctions. But uh, what we're going to do tonight, and I think it's a topic that should interest everyone and uh, everyone that even that don't, whether or not you have a farm or or a home or but the the auction uh, the real estate auction business affects everyone and it's an excellent way to market property and what we're going to do tonight is explore that a little bit and uh, everyone should have an interest in that and I think you'll learn something about uh, what qualifies uh, for a good auction and, and and what qualifies a property to be a candidate a good auction because it's uh it's just not everything that every uh piece of ground or house or what comes down the pike is a uh, is a candidate so there's a few there's some criteria and uh, we're going to go over that tonight and i think you'll find it uh, very enjoyable uh jane is here with me she does all of my research and uh, uh responsible for keeping me on the right track so if you have any questions for her or for us uh you feel free you can uh, email her at Jaina, J-A-I-N-A, at edspencer.com, or you can call in tonight at 866-472-5790. So you can do either that. We'd love to hear from you. And as we go along here a little bit, I think you'll uh, find this kind of interesting. I am a realtor. I uh, A little background. I kind of give a little background every time, every show a little bit. But but uh, I've been in the real estate and auction business forever, and uh and I and, and I'm an auctioneer and started as an auctioneer. Went to work to the Rice Worldwide College of Auctioneering, and uh, got my start. My dad, uh, he, he kind of dabbled in it. Now, you wouldn't call him a professional auctioneer, but he was kind of a novice at it. But he was pretty good, and so that's what kind of piqued my interest and got me going. And, and I think you'll find that that's true for a lot of auctioneers. That their father, I know, I have several friends that are in the business, and. Their fathers or their grandfathers or something were in the auction business, and and you either kind of like it or you don't, and you kind of got to have kind of a little natural talent, uh, or or willing to kind of adapt and learn, and that was my, uh, that's my calling, and that's why I've loved the auction business so much, and and uh, we have an auction, uh, our main office here in Logan, Iowa, and we have other offices in Council Bluffs, Missouri Valley, but uh, we do auctions of all kinds here, and. Uh, 
what, what the most interesting uh, is right now, I think. I shouldn't say the most, but, but I guess maybe the most lucrative, if I can say that word, I guess, is, uh, is land auctions today because land uh, in, and houses, things are coming back and land's worth a lot of money and a good auctioneer uh, can do very well if he uh, is good at selling land and, and real estate at auction. So that's kind of the basis for the, uh, for the show here tonight. Is I was going to go through some things that what makes a, a property a, a candidate to, to do an auction and and uh, you kind of prepare your sellers as a seller prepared to do an auction. Uh, what how does it benefit that seller to to sell property at auction, and how does it benefit a buyer to want to buy property at auction, and how does it benefit the realtor, the one that's in the business? So there needs to be a benefit for everybody, and there's a a, a two thirds rule that will go in after a while that you you can kind of use as a as a guide to whether or not a, a, a property qualifies or is a good auction candidate. First of all, we're going to start with some basics, and I think, it will, and the first question, and a lot of my sources here tonight are from the National Association of Realtors. I am a realtor, have been for years, and so uh, I guess some of, of the research that Jana compiled here tonight is from that source. Uh, it says, uh, uh, first of all, what is a real estate auction? A real estate auction is a, a method of selling real estate. It, it's a different method than private listing, but it uh, you you uh, sell your property at the auction instead of just listing it and showing it to a buyer and writing an offer and, and going through that process. It's an intense, accelerated uh, process. Involves a public sale of any property. You don't, you don't have to have land. It can be homes. It can be uh, recreational property, uh, farmland, and uh, in, in it includes not only distressed, it can be non-distressed property, and it's through open cry competitive bidding. So when I say cry, that's the old term. The old term is uh, instead of selling a sale, you, the auctioneer would say, I'm going to cry this sale, or who cried that sale. That cry or cried word is, is a, a synonym for, for doing the actual crying, the actual uh, auction chant. And, and doing the sale. So uh, so he say, hey, I'm going to cry that sale today, means he's going to do the, do the, uh, the oral, bid, oral uh, bid calling for that auction. Uh, the next question might be, how will an auction benefit me? Uh, the real estate auction, is, it's kinda, it can be a win-win for everybody involved, and there's benefits, as I said a little bit ago, to the seller, to the buyer, and to the realtor. First of all, let's take a few uh, benefits that would uh, benefit a seller in a, to have to sell his property at, at auction. First of all, as opposed to just listing it and waiting for a buyer to come by or answer a call, call that realtor. Uh, buyers come prepared to buy. Uh, I usually use a use a, uh, a rule of thumb. We try to to prepare our properties and advertise and um, a month lead time is what uh, we like to have, and that's enough. And that way you get the property advertised out uh, ahead of time so the buyers have ample time to, uh, to check their property out on their own, do their own due diligence. And then they have time to go to, an, if they need a lender, they got time to go to a lender and uh, work with that lender. Then they show up to that auction prepared to buy. Because when you, write a, when you, when you sell a property privately, it's common a, a buyer might make it subject to financing, subject to different things. When you buy that property at auction, usually you're buying the property as is. There can be some extenuating circumstances, but usually you buy that property and it's as is condition and you are prepared to buy. 
It doesn't mean a maybe. It seems like when that when the uh, hammer goes down, for lack of a better word, that auctioneer says, pats his hand on the table and says, sold. And then that becomes a binding oral contract, and that's followed up by a written contract called the purchase agreement, which is, is, is normally used. And then that spells out when that uh, property is consummated there, when that sale is consummated verbally and then transferred to paper on the purchase agreement, that uh, buyer is saying he's got the wherewithal to buy. He is not bidding on that property subject to financing. He is saying that, and typically a lead time, not only is there a lead time 30 days before the auction to get prepared and to have the auction, usually there's a 30-day lag time after the auction in which you do the title work and uh, get ready to close. And I think it needs to be done that way. So it's basically a a 60-day process from beginning to end if things go go well, and usually they go well. There's been a time or two they don't, <laughs> but but usually it, it's a good process. It goes well. So anyway, the benefits to the seller of having an auction is buyers they come prepared to buy. You know, there's no there's no maybes if they buy on that property. And when I have an auction, I give a little sales pitch ahead of time. Uh, you know, your bidding is not subject to financing, so. Uh, when you uh, bid buy this property, you're going to put your name on the line, the purchase agreement, and you're going to say you have the wherewithal to close this, this transaction. Uh, next thing is quick disposal. Reduces long-term carrying costs, uh, taxes, insurance, maintenance, that kind of thing. And, and then the next thing, it, uh, uh, third thing, might be assurance that the property will be sold at true market value. Now, assuming that you've got market buyer competition, it's what's called true price discovery. If you've got, uh, hopefully you've got several people that are after that property and they're going to compete and bid on that property until some, until someone quits and there's one left. And the person that has that, that, uh, that high bid, he will be the buyer of the property and, and the process of getting him there to that point or where he has that last bid uh, is the competitiveness of the auction. There's other bidders there, hopefully, and, and that they'll commit, uh, bid on the property and that the final the final price of that property will be, will be what's called uh, you know your two price discovery it should be what it's worth auctioneer does his job properly and conducts the auction properly and and has enough uh, willing uh, participants and bidders why uh, the the price that that brings should be that's what that price that property is worth that day uh, the next thing it exposes a property to a large number of uh, pre-qualified prospects. As I said, they have to be when they come to that auction and register for a buyer's number. They have to be prepared, uh, and, and so they're prepared before they, that day when they get there. It accelerate. Next thing is it accelerates the sale of a property. It, it keeps things moving. It's gonna. It, it, you're gonna go and you're gonna you're gonna bring that uh, property uh, to a, a conclusion quicker than you might in a, in a lot of other uh, sale processes is a, like a private listing method. Uh, the next thing, it creates competition among buyers. We talked about it a minute ago. Uh, the auction price can, can exceed, often exceed the price of a negotiated sale. Time and time and time again, I've seen properties where uh, buyers of what they think it's worth or an auctioneer uh, might think of what a property's worth or should sell for. And, and uh, lots of times it will exceed that value. And so there's no limit. An auctioneer goes until the uh, until the bidders quit bidding, and then but a lot of times that'll exceed a value that he might uh, he, more than he might have thought it was worth prior to the auction. Uh, the next thing it requires potential buyers to pre-qualify for financing. I just touched on that. They got to they got to come ready and willing and able to buy. 
the next thing is uh, the seller knows exactly when the property will sell. So if he has plans that auction a month ahead of time and he's going to move out of state, he can start making plans and and uh, and, and be fairly you know if if he's if an auctioneer has him prepared properly and uh, to to be able to accept what that might what that property might sell for, he's prepared and that'll move it down. It'll it'll uh, uh, speed up his uh, the sale process. Uh, it eliminates numerous unscheduled showings. Uh, you know, it, it, it'll usually when I have an auction, whether it be a house or, or property or whatever, I'll have a, on the Sunday before or a couple of weeks before, we'll have kind of an open house or kind of an open land, so to speak. If it's just land, you might have a, a method to, to uh, transport potential buyers around that land to show them the boundaries, the property lines. And so it gets all that done at once, uh, a, a week or two ahead of the sale. That's when all your uh, showings and and that happens, so you're not uh, straight, uh, spreading out that process in the in months. Uh, it kind of takes the seller out of the negotiation process. It just kind of, you know, the uh, sell, they're going to compete and, and bid, and uh, so it kind of takes him out of that process. And of course, he's got the right to accept. Uh, it depends on what kind of an auction it is. Most of the auctions we have. We, we get the approval for the, from the seller before we say sold. One more thing before the break. It ensures an aggressive marketing program that increases interest and vis- visibility. And that's where your, your advertising and all that comes in. And, and you kind of build excitement as you move up to that auction. We're getting close to our first break. So anyway, uh, just to, uh, we've talked about the benefits to the seller. When we come back after the break, we're going to co- talk about the benefits to the buyer of selling real estate at auction. Stay tuned. Ed Spencer's American Auction View. We'll be right back. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
You are listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, tonight, we're uh, talking about real estate at auction. And uh, I think that in the first segment, we've talked about uh, what a real estate auction was and how it benefit, benefits uh, the sellers. And, uh, and that could be a great, great benefit. You might want to take a few notes because everybody is involved in real estate these days, whether you buy a home or, or rental properties or farmland or recreational property. So uh, a lot of good stuff here we're going over, and I hope you enjoy the show here. Uh, the, the next thing, we had benefits to the seller. Now we're going to talk about benefits to the buyer. Okay, uh, why why that doesn't always benefit the seller? The seller is going to uh, get that property sold in a timely manner to a qualified buyer. That's the basic things of what we just talked about. And it'll be quick. It'll be an aggressive program. It'll 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 be uh, the sale will be uh, from the conception or from the advertising start, thirty days approximately to the sale date, and from the sale date approximately thirty days to a closing. So you're talking about a Approximately a 60-day window, which is in real estate uh, business, can be is pretty good. Anyway, the benefits to the buyer for a, a property auction: it's smart investments are made uh, by buyers as properties are usually purchased at a fair market value through competitive bidding. Uh, when you, the bidding can go on up, the increments of the bidding uh, depends a little bit on what you're selling. But uh, farmland is in price per acre, do- houses are in total dollars, but they're uh, uh, your competitive bidding process, so uh, the high bidder is just basically bid one more time than his competition and he buys the property. Uh, when, they, when a buyer sees that number two, when a buyer sees that property uh, uh, that's going to come up for auction, he knows that the seller's committed. He's not just going through an exercise. He wants to sell that property. Number three, multi-property auctions. You might see many different offerings at the same place uh, at the same time. Sometimes we'll have auctions where the mining... Uh, be three or four homes or different properties. You'll see auctions where there, a bank might have a list of foreclosed properties, REO, uh, things like that, and uh, you might have an uh, buyers might have a chance to uh, look and, and purchase uh, several properties at one setting. Uh, the fourth uh, benefit to the buyer: the buyers determine the purchase price through competitive bidding. We went over that. Buyers going to bid against each other; they determine the price. Uh, another benefit, auctions eliminate long negotiation periods. So instead of an offer written and a counter offer back and back and forth and back and forth, that process is, is, uh, is really speeded up because it's going gonna, it's gonna to go quick. And auctions, uh, from when an auction actually starts, most of my auctions will be concluded in 30 minutes. Now, there's, ex- there's an exception to the rule, and I've had them concluded in as early as 15 minutes. But, or there's maybe a little more difficult or bigger crowd or, or multi-property, multi-property auctions. You might want to take, you'll take a little longer, and it can be up to an hour. But, uh, uh, but it, it uh, eliminates long negotiation periods. That's a benefit to the buyer. Another benefit, it re- reduces the time to purchase property. Uh, it just goes right on in, and, and uh, you, you get a bought, and it happens quick, and uh, it's over. Uh, the next thing, a benefit to the buyer, the purchasing and closing dates are, no, are known. Now, when you go into that auction, you know you're going to buy that property on that day, the day of the auction. 
and the terms of the auction by the auctioneer will set those terms or might set them in in conjunction with the with the property owner or the uh, property owner's attorney but you'll that, that will always state in those terms when that closing is and as i said a little bit ago it's usually 30 days so uh so you know you know when you're going to buy the property the day of the auction you'll know when you're going to close it when you have to pay the money that way your your bankers informed if you need if you use a bank uh, when when you need to close uh the next thing uh they 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 know buyers they have a level playing field they're competing fairly and in, in the same terms as all other buyers so all the rules are the same they affect all the buyers that are bidding on that property nobody has has favoritism there uh next thing benefit to the buyer buyers receive comprehensive information on the property via due diligence packet so when we get a property ready for auction we'll do everything that we need to, to uh to find out about that property, do all our research, uh, taxes, uh, legal descriptions, uh, uh, any income that might that property might bring in, whether it's a cash, a, a rental property, a commercial property, and all that information will be on that flyer in that packet. Now, the the a, an auctioneer does his best to make sure that that's true to the best of his ability. But you put that packet out approximately 30 days ahead of time, and that gives that buyer a chance to verify that information. Because when you sell that property, it's selling as is. And so he, in my disclosure statements on all my auctions, uh, it'll say that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you have the right to do due diligence uh, in that property. And so it's called a disclaimer. And basically, it, what it basically, what I like to, it gets a chuckle out of everybody. What a disclaimer is, it basically says if an auctioneer makes a mistake, it's not his fault. Now, that's not, you know, he's not going to willingly make a mistake, but it's possible that he, somewhere along the line, uh, received, I've seen a time or two where he got the wrong information from a, a, a government entity, a courthouse or something. So that way you put that information out a long time ahead of, or 30 days ahead of time. So that buyer can uh, verify it and, and be be uh, comfortable with it. Now that now, so we talked about benefits to the seller and benefits to the buyer. Now we're going to talk about benefits to the realtor. Okay, what benefits does he get by having that property at auction? Well, number one, he's got a list of uh, ready qualified buyers. Uh, when those uh, potential buyers registered at auction, uh, he that list doesn't go away. You know, he he has the right or he will have that that list to to. Uh, use it in different uh you know in his business and uh, he's got a list of qualified buyers and he kind of knows what property they're looking for so that's a benefit uh the the next is it offers clients and customers new selling and purchase options so when you sit down with a, if a realtor or, or an auctioneer gets called a property hey i want to sell this property what are my options uh, you, you decide well, you know whether or not it should be sold privately, or or if it's a good candidate for an auction. So it just opens up another avenue to turn that seller's property to cash. And uh, number three, it increases revenue and market share. If uh, and that's true, it uh, increases revenue. Where obvi obviously uh, that uh, auctioneer and real estate broker are going to uh, get commission and. Uh, and market share. If you're if you're a good auctioneer, maybe you can offer uh, to sell property at auctions that another realtor can't do. Maybe you, that's just another uh, avenue to to uh, grow your business as an auctioneer and a real estate broker. Uh, number three, uh, again, we talked a bit again. Uh, true price discovery assurance: the property will be sold at a true market value. 
Uh, so it, it took several bidders bidding on that property, and so you're you're uh, comfortable that that brought that true market value when you say when that's sold that way. Uh, number, the next is property sold within a relatively short period of time. Everyone knows instances where property may be on the market, uh, you know, uh, depending on how it's priced in different circumstances, maybe maybe uh, over a month or uh, two months, three months, four months, five months, or obviously in cases here when the, this last real estate downturn happened, there was property on the market over a year. Well, this, this speeds that up. That won't happen if you go to the auction. It'll speed that up in that like 60-day window. So you've got about 60 days from the time you start the auction till the uh, seller will get his money. So that's really, in the real estate business, that's really a relatively short period of time. The next thing, it uh, exposes the property to many potential purchasers. So it's a benefit to a realtor to, to get that property out and, and uh, uh, advertising. The advertising can work. It's, you, it's not only advertising the property, it's advertising that realtor and that auctioneer. So it, that benefits him. Uh, next thing, auctions bring people to look at all your listings, not just the auction listing. So it, that's true. If you've got an auction uh, uh, listing of a certain type of property, maybe your mayor that property may or may not fit that buyer. But but he if it doesn't fit him, you'll he might ask the auctioneer, the real estate broker, uh, you know what else have you got? This just isn't going to fit me and my wife. Uh, we need a little bigger house. We need uh, a little different property. Whatever. If you got anything else, so it also gives that opportunity opportunity for that the realtor and auctioneer to maybe showcase. Some of these other listings and that uh, potential buyer that might, that might help make a sale. The next uh, thing is successful auction. They result in referrals and return business. If you do a good job and uh, for an for uh, a client, then uh, hopefully they'll if they're happy with your work, uh, they'll uh, refer you uh, for other business. An attorney is a good source of referrals. Uh, a lot of auctions, real estate auctions, are because of estates. Obviously, attorneys are involved in estates, so uh, we you, we have some attorneys that trust us to do to work for them and know we'll do it right, and uh, they'll call Spencer Real Estate Auction Company, and uh, so that'll hopefully uh, that'll result in referrals and return business, and so it, it's a in order for that to happen, obviously that auctioneer and that real estate broker has got to know what they're doing, and if they do their job right, they'll get more they'll get more business in return. And, uh, and agents can earn commissions re as a referring agent or broker, cooperating agent or listing broker agent. So you can, when you have an auction, you can refer, a, you can have a, a cooperation agreement or offer that. Uh, you can offer whether or not you want to. That's up to the auctioneer, up to the seller. You can you can offer a, a cooperating uh, uh, bonus or a cooperating commission to a, to a, another uh, another uh, real estate broker that brings a, a buyer to that auction. Usually, if that happens, you're going to put some time limit on there. That in the flyer that you're going to say, uh, <clears throat> we will cooperate with brokers. Uh, the broker must register a buyer for this, a potential buyer for this property, within 48 hours of the auction. So uh, when he turns that in, and then uh, that name in of that potential buyer, when that potential buyer comes to the auction, then uh, he'll register. And should that buyer be successful? Uh, and and uh, then again, if the auctioneer is offering a, a referral fee, uh, or why then uh, should they should he be successful? Then at the conclusion of the process, at the closing, then then he'll then the cooperating broker that registered that buyer will get a commission. So uh, and and that's good. It makes it just makes everybody happier, and and uh, and other agents and, and other brokers like that, and then it opens things up. Uh, 
Okay. Anyway, that uh, kind of so far just a highlight. We've we've talked about the benefits of an auction uh, to a seller, to a buyer, and to the realtor. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk about different types of auctions and uh, the, the different types and, and and how they're conducted in a little bit. So we're going to take a break here, and uh, we'll come back after that, and we're going to discuss different type of types of auctions. Be sure be sure and stay tuned. You're listening, listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. I'm here with Jana. We're talking about real estate auctions tonight. Uh, we'll see you back here in a little bit. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly-based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy, with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, nice to have you back here. We're talking tonight about uh, real estate auctions and uh, how they affect everyone. And I think, uh, you know, at one time or another, uh, almost everyone in the United States will be affected uh, uh, by the, uh, the, the either the, the, mar- the market that auctions set or, uh, or by an auction th- themselves. So it's, a, it's a, a lot of fun. I hope everybody's enjoying it here tonight. Now we're going to talk about the type of auctions uh, real estate auctions that you can do and what are available. Now, there's there's basically three basic types. Uh, the first type is an absolute auction. Uh, absolute meaning it's going to sell, or you can call that an auction without a reserve. So an absolute auction is a type. Uh, that means the property is sold to the highest bidder regardless of the price. Uh, two, since the sale is guaranteed, buyer excitement, participation, or, or heightened uh, that's the ideal, uh, from a buyer's standpoint, a uh, absolute auction is the ideal kind. 
because they know that that property will sell. From a seller standpoint, it's a little different. You know, they're taking a leap of faith a little bit, and uh, and as we discussed a little bit ago, an auction um, a lot of times will bring more than what a property is privately priced at. But a, a seller is taking just a little bit of a leap of a faith. If he, a faith, he says he's going to sell that without re, a reserve, and if uh, for some reason uh, he hits a, a bad day or or for some uh, well, I'll tell you what else could ha what could happen is there could be some. Uh, World uh, world events that could maybe affect uh, people, uh, like a nine one one event or something that might throw the world into a turmoil. Uh, that could affect a little bit. But when a, an auctioneer sell or a, but a seller chooses that absolute auction, he's taking just a little bit of, of a leap of faith. But a lot of times it's uh, and he needs to get with his auctioneer to, to decide whether it's he should do that or not. It's not for everyone the absolute auction. Uh, Third, it generates maximum response for the marketplace. If anybody that's interested know they're going to, if they want to buy that property, they need to be there that day because it is going to sell. The next thing, uh, many sellers, financial institutions, government agencies, they've begun to use this method more frequently, just because if know if they know what's going to happen, buyers come prepared to buy. They know there's no funny business going on, and then they're going to buy a property. It's going to sell. The second type of auction. That was called the uh, absolute auction. The next type of auction is a minimum bid auction. Now, uh, minimum bid auction an auction is, is where an auctioneer will accept bids at or above a published minimum price. Minimum price is always stated in the brochure and advertisement and it's announced at the auction. And I, have, I haven't done many of those or whatever. There's a place for them, but uh, I, I, that's probably, that's not my my favorite uh, cup of tea, that type. But anyway, and that no, the second reason for that is uh, uh, second thing: a reduced risk for the seller as the sales price must be ab above a minimum acceptable level. Now, the downside to that is it could turn off some buyers. Uh, you know, whether if that if that minimum uh, acceptable level that's advertised, you know, if it's below the value, and and, and it probably won't affect anything. If for some reason that seller uh, wants more than, uh, than what the marketplace might be uh, might might be willing to uh, deliver to him, then it could have, then it could hurt him. So, but but that's the job of the auctioneer and the and the and the seller to get their heads together and say, hey, you know, if if we need a minimum here, should we advertise it? Should we do it? Go that route, or is it is that not the thing to do with this uh, on this property? Uh, Number three, the buyers know they will be able to buy at or above the minimum. So, if that when if you uh, that minimum price once it's established, then that that's that auction becomes becomes a uh, absolute auction. So, if a minimum price uh, on a piece of land was uh, five thousand an acre, and uh, an auctioneer might get up there and say, "But about five thousand? Would you get five for here? But about five? But about five? But about five thousand? And then if someone bids. Then, then he's got that five thousand dollars. Then, from that point on, it will be a, an absolute auction. And then, so the auctioneer can write in his chant. Uh, but about the minimum has been reached. Now, nah, but I'm going to buy it here. We're going to go to sale now. But I'm going to buy But I'm going to buy But I'm going to buy fifty, five hundred. Then he would go on up here and uh, and climb. So that doesn't mean the since the minimum was reached doesn't mean that it's going to sell it there. But it means the property will sell. That the minimum has, has been there, and, we're, and he's, then he's going to do his job and try to uh, 
try to raise that price up as high as he can for his for his clients for his sellers. Uh, number four, seller may limit the interest. However, uh, the seller may, however, limit interest in the auction to only those willing to pay the minimum price. Therefore, it must be low enough uh, to act as an inducement. As that's what I hit on a minute ago. Uh, if, if the price, if the minimum price is perceived by many of the potential buyers as being too high, then you'll just kind of turn them off. You won't get a very good auction turnout. Uh, you know, and it, it probably won't be a, a success. If the if uh, the minimum advertised auction price is a fair price or or at the low end of the market, then you shouldn't bother anything. If, the, if it's worth a, a minimum, they, that property's worth at least that minimum. Buyers know that. Buyers are, are uh, in tune with the market. They'll come. They'll participate. You'll get along fine. Uh, that's the so the so far we said had the absolute auction, the minimum bid auction, which if that minimum bid's reached, returns into an absolute. Or uh, three is a reserve auction and. Uh, an auction subject to confirmation. In that scenario there, the high bid is uh, in effect to offer, in effect to offer not a sale. A minimum bid is not published and the reseller uh, reserves the right to accept or reject the highest bid within a specified time. Now, in our world here in, in, uh, in the Midwest, in Iowa, that's usually what you'll run into. Uh, a lot of times uh, you'll be involved with the states and there might be several heirs or siblings or things and they might all have a different idea of what that property's worth. So usually when we have an auction, we will get their permission before we, before we sell that property. So they would have the right to accept. It goes in our auction terms. They have the right to accept or reject the minimum price. Uh, so uh, but what I'll do when we have those type of auctions, uh, and usually we try to get them to accept or reject it right then. You can allow... Uh, a length of time, a 24, 48, or 72-hour period for them. Buyers don't like that very well. They don't like to be held in limbo that long. If they're going to come to that auction and they're going to bid, they want to. They want an answer. They want to. They they want to know uh, when they walk out that door uh, whether or not they have that property bought. But you can. It it, it is done. You know. And uh, but but what you what what you do is or what you should do or what I do is. Uh, is before that property is sold, uh, you have a meeting with the with the family, with the with the principals, with the attorney, whoever's kind of, for lack of a better word, calling the shots on that auction, and then they will uh, you'll have a they have that meeting and see if they're satisfied with the price that you've attained so far. So, and if they are, then you ask them for permission to go back out. At that the auction's not over, but they go back out uh, and. Uh, to the auction again and say, hey, uh, I've had a meeting with the family, with the attorney, with the powers to be, and from now on it's an absolute auction. Uh, they've agreed to take the amount that's bid on that property at the present time or more. Here again, it's not sold at that price, but you're telling the, the people that, that, that we're going to do business here today, if there's any doubt of whether or not the property is going to sell, at that point they can remove that from their mind. They're going to go ahead and and, uh, and, if, and you're just telling the buyer that hey, if you want, we want to buy that property. We're going to have to get on because it's going to sell today. And uh, here in the Midwest, when you talk about farms and things, lots of times you go lifetimes or gen not lifetimes, but yeah, generations be uh, before a property sells again. It'll stay in a, in a, with a buyer for a long time. Uh, so anyway. Uh, 
that's that's what would a reserve auction and and what I like to refer to it and, and I have it ninety percent of my uh, of auction advertising the seller has the right and here is one we got an auction coming up on the sixth of June a two hundred nine acre property in Missouri Valley Iowa and uh, and and here where it says acceptance of bids it says uh, the final bid is subject to the approval of the executor of the estate in this specific uh, instance. Uh, the uh, in the estate, the executor uh, is the uh, as a president or vice president of a bank, and they're uh, they have the task of uh, of being the executor of this estate and, and and exercising due diligence on behalf of the heirs, and so they're going going to uh, they're going to uh, decide you know uh, it's their decision, and you would we'll check with that executor on the day of that auction on June sixth. Uh, we'll have a little meeting with her and get her approval to sell the farm before the the gavel actually falls and we say sold. So uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's the third third method there. So those are the types of auctions. Uh, summarize: we've got an absolute auction, uh, a minimum bid auction, and a reserve auction. So that's I think it's pretty self-explanatory, and that kind of in an auctioneer needs to sit down with his client whoever he's working for, an executive of the state, the attorneys, discuss what might best best uh, benefit and serve his clients or those people, and then choose what they want to do. So, so uh, anyway, that, there again, types of auctions, uh, uh, absolute, minimum, or reserve, okay? Then the next thing that we talk about auctions is what properties are suited for an auction. You know, you might not, uh, every property... You know, might not be a candidate for an auction. When you when you pick a candidate for an auction and you explain to those uh, sellers that that's a, a uh, avenue for them, they might want to consider. You, you need to talk. They need to understand. Uh, you know, what, is that property suitable for an auction? And it, not not all of them are. Uh, it, again, most properties are saleable by auction. All types of real estate, uh, uh, residential property, townhomes, condominiums, uh, co-ops, commercial, industrial property, vacant land, uh, even sold sell boat slips are sold at auction. Uh, but however, you know, not all property is suited for auction. If the property will only appeal to a narrow market, if you're only going to appeal uh, uh, to a narrow market, and there's not that many people in that in the market for the type of property you have. Uh, you might that property uh, might not be a candidate for an auction. In that case, you better probably list it and and, uh, and go a different way. The auction uh, there's a self-test uh, auction, and it's called the two uh, as to whether or not a property qualifies or is a good candidate for an auction. It's called the two-thirds rule uh, a method to determine if the auction is is the best marketing strategy strategy on a particular property is that what's called a two-thirds rule. It involves analysis of the market, uh, uh, the property, the seller situation. Uh, generally, if there's two or three parts, uh, the market, the seller, the property, if two out of those three generally lean, lean toward an auction, uh, the auction should uh, be offered to, to the seller as a sales option. So if it meets two, uh, two parts of that criteria, then, then an auction's a good candidate. So we come back in the last segment here. We're going to talk about uh, the market buyers, the sellers, the property a little bit and what uh, properties are suited for an auction. We'll be back here in a little bit. This is Ed Spencer, Ameri uh, Spencer's American, Ed Spencer's American Auction View. We're talking about real estate at auction tonight. We'll be back in a little bit. Stay tuned. Thank you.
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome back, everyone, uh, for this segment uh, on this evening's show. We're talking about uh, real estate at auction, and we've hit on several topics. And now uh, what we're talking about uh, in this segment is what properties are suitable or suited for an auction. And, uh, again, I, this auction business and the property real estate at auction fascinates me and a lot of people, and uh, a lot of people have made some very, very good investments uh, at buying real estate at auction. I've got some buyers, that uh, farm buyers and, and investors that uh, have made a lot of money uh, by buying at auction and, and, uh, and using the auction method and also selling at auction. So what we're talking about here, again, uh, is this uh, two-thirds rule that I talked about before the break. If the, if the property meets, there's the criteria, one of the... One of the factors is the market factor. Uh, another factor is the seller. What's he geared for? What are his goals? Uh, the next one is the property itself. And, it, and if, uh, if if you get a, if you go through and, and analyze the market, the seller and the property, and and two of those three turn up positive, they have positive attributes, then that can't that property is a pretty good candidate for an auction. Sometimes you'll find all three, and if you, if you do, that, that's absolutely fa- fantastic. But, it, but they don't all have to, three things don't have to be just aligned perfectly to be a candidate, and so that's why they call it the two-thirds rule. Again, some of my research here tonight is uh, from the National Association of Realtors, and, and I am a realtor, and, and uh, uh, so anyway, I, uh, 
Hope you're enjoying the show. Okay, we're going to talk. We said market, seller, and property. The three pieces of two thirds, two thirds rule. So now we're going to talk about the market, the buyers, uh, uh, the the market. The, a good auction situation is one where the market is one. It can be a changing market. Number two, a dull market. Too much product that buyer interest is in, but buyer interest is expressed. So there's a lot of lot of uh, choices out there for buyers. Uh, that that would kind of a dull market, a lot of choices, but they can't make up their mind too much of a, you know, too much choice. Another one is not enough property type, but might be a unique lakefront uh, uh, or something that's not little out of the ordinary. Uh, third, the market might be an emerging market. New developments could kick off sales programs. Uh, once some of the properties were auctioned, so it can be emerging market. You can use a buyer or seller could use that uh, use the auction method to generate uh, further business after some properties are sold. It might kind of wake up the market. You might get a, a, a awaken some buyers and and uh, and they might come in and buy buy things privately after you've kind of wakened the market up uh, on an auction. They might do that in a housing development, things like that. Uh, next one is the seller's markets where there is a high demand and a lot of, a lot of competition can take place. So that seller's market is what you want. Uh, if there's everybody's after the mark after a property and the, a lot of properties are selling uh, at or above the list price, then that's the seller's market. The, the seller is basically in the driver's seat. He needs to uh, probably put that his property on the market, and, and he's likely to get more than he would ask for privately. So that would be a so so we've got a changing market, a dull market, uh, a not enough property type market or a unique property type market, an emerging market, and a seller's market. So those are, those are the that that's one third of that criteria. I said the market, the seller, and the property. So that's what effect that's the market aspect of that uh, of that uh, uh, you know uh, that set of criteria. The next thing would be the seller. Now that's the, the, the second thing, uh, the seller, a good auction situation is one where the seller, number one, might need immediate cash. He said he comes to an auctioneer and says, hey, for whatever reason, I need to sell this property and sell it now. I, 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 I want all I can get, but I need to get it done. So if, if a, for some reason whatsoever, a seller's in a situation where he needs cash, that makes a good auction situation. The next, if he has a partnership or a marriage breakup, there's another thing that motivates him. He he, he wants to get out of a a, a partnership or a, there is a divorce or something like that. Then, then that's the situation to where it's fair it's for everybody, and they and you uh, use the auction method to sell that property. Another one is where a seller's maybe moving out of state. Here again, he's motivated. He's got a job offer in a different state, and he wants to. He needs to be there by a certain time, and wants to expedite the process and expedite the process. And so he uh, he's moving out of state and wants to get it sold. That way, he's a good candidate for an auction. Uh, liquidating in the state, we've talked about that on the program. Uh, not only land, but a lot of different things. And so, liquidating out of state is quick. Uh, it might usually an attorney involved, an executive of an estate. We do lots of those, and so that that expedites. And the next thing is retiring, uh, coming to the end of his working career, and he's retiring, and he's going to end up going to where it's warm and retire, and he wants to sell his 
he wants to sell his property in Minnesota where it's a little colder and he wants to go down down south and he's retiring that motivates him next in an auction minded seller you got you got just people that want to do business the auction way and uh, that's good and uh, so that auction minded seller that uh, if he's auction minded and likes the auction method and familiar with it he might say hey that's my best bet I want to get it out there I want to get in front of these buyers and I want to sell uh, has a listing that, that is about to expire so he's might somebody might have had this property on the market a long time and He's had people through and whatever, and he just can't. They just don't offer what he thinks or whatever. And uh, and he says, "Wait, well, hey, we've been at this long enough. We, we're going to try the, the auction method." Number thing, he's already purchased another house. There's another reason. Hey, I've already bought another house. I need to get this one sold. Let's expedite this process and let's sell it my old one, old house at auction. Number third, uh, knows the auction will bring a fair market price. Again, if he's familiar with the auction, he's got enough confidence in it that he thinks there's enough buyers uh, to, to uh, for pure, true price discovery at auction, he'll choose the auction method. Number three, financial problems. For some reason, he's pushed or whatever, and uh, <clears throat> you know, it happens. You know, can happen to anybody uh, for whatever reason. He's pushed and have a few financial problems and and uh, needs to change change his luck and change things around. Uh, that auction is a is a way to get things uh, straightened around and quicker than it might normally be. Uh, high carrying costs on a property. What motivates a seller? If a, if a property, if he's paying a lot of uh, of insurance or uh, for whatever upkeep or whatever, he says, "Hey, I'm tired of uh, paying all this upkeep on this property. I'm going to uh, go ahead and we're going to sell it at auction." Uh, the third thing before I run out of time here: the property, a good auction property. Now we've said. Uh, we've uh, the two-thirds rule. We've talked about the uh, the market, the seller. Now we're going to talk about the property. A good auction property is one that uh, one has a lot of equity, twenty-five uh, percent or more. So there's uh, he doesn't the man the gentleman or the prop, people selling the property doesn't doesn't owe what the property's worth. They've got a lot of equity, whatever. They're not they're not pushed. They're not a lot pressured. Uh, so that property is a good candidate if there's a lot of equity in that property. The next one, if it's unique, if there's enough buyer market interest to encourage competition, uh, unique properties are difficult to appraise. So you might want to, if the property is unique, you might uh, uh, might go ahead and, and try to do it at uh, solid at auction. Number uh, three, has a lot of high carrying costs for the owner. We talked about that a little bit, uh, bit ago. That property got a lot of carrying costs and he wants to get that done and uh, stop that in a hurry, he'll go to an auction with his property. Next one, the property is vacant. Incur uh, vacant properties are uh, a, uh, encourage vandalism. Not only that, a lot of times they're hard to insure. So if a property is vacant, it doesn't look like they're going to go ahead and uh, rent it out or whatever, and, and the insurance is running out, they'll say, hey, well, I want to get this property sold. Let's do the auction of it. Uh, the next thing, if a property is difficult to appraise, might not be a lot of comparables just like it, so they might choose the auction method to, to do that with. Okay, so uh, anyway, what we've talked about here today, tonight, is the property, in this segment, properties are suited for an auction, the two-thirds rule, the two-thirds rule is the market, the seller, or the property. We've talked about the, the market is one-third, the seller is one-third, the property is one-third, and I went through the list of reasons in each, in each, uh, uh, in each category. Now, if if the, if the majority of reasons in each category are positive, and there's two of those categories that you would have to say are positive 
then uh, then then you got a good property, good candidate for an auction, and that's what you should do. We're coming to the end of the show tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed bringing it to you. Uh, as you can tell, uh, live uh, property, uh, real estate at auctions, near and dear to my heart. I've made my livelihood doing that for years and years, and uh, and uh, we're good at it here. Spencer Real Estate and Auction Company. We also own uh, Farms America and uh, and consign properties, and all three of those uh, entities. Uh, merchandise property at auction that way. Uh, uh, thank you for tuning in here tonight. This is Ed Spencer with Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Again, I give a lot of credit to Jana. She does my research. We thank her for that. Uh, very good at what she does. And uh, and uh, we're gonna we'll be back next week. You can watch the uh, website and everything. We'll give you the topic. I think what we're gonna do next week. We've got some more. We we haven't. We just kind of scratched the surface on this. Uh, surface on this real estate at auction so we're probably going to continue where we left off in next week's show if you've got any uh over the uh the break here between now and next week you're welcome to email jana uh, j-a-i-n-a at edspencer.com you get your questions in anything you talked about agree with me don't agree with me whatever and uh and uh, we'll be back next week we'd love to hear from you and uh, thank you for tuning in Thank you again for tuning in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Please join us again next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Ed and Luke Spencer hope to speak with you then.